0: Welcome to BitFriends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. BitFriends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Molyneux. For more information about BitFriends, you can visit us at www.bitfriends.org. You can also call us at 844-374-3639. You can email me at Podcast at gmail.com. That is L-L-N-L-Podcasts at gmail.com. Bitfriends podcasts are sponsored by my Bit of Ligo team. Welcome to Living Life in Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. So on my show today, I have Stacy Kenny, correct? Correct. All right. Got it right. I, I've been practicing. I was like, okay. I know sometimes it may yeah. look one way and sound another way. So Stacey. Yeah, I believe I've been called worse. Oh, oh well, I'm not going to call you worse on this show, man. We don't do that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but okay, um, you're welcome, man. But Stacy, man, I thank you for being on the podcast, um, taking time out of, out of your day. So before we Thanks jump in... Oh, you're welcome, man. You're welcome. Before we jump into our conversation, go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners and maybe share where you're from and anything else you want them to know that we're we'll diving into our conversation.
1: Okay. Um, well, as Mark mentioned, um, I'm Stacy Kenny. Um, I live in i a, I'm not going to say exactly where is DA, but um, right. I live in D a, um, born and raised. Um, I'm 48 years old. Uh, I have been of course. And, um, and that's pretty much all i can add right
0: now awesome. so, our, so sounds good we'll get us some to some other things so um once again welcome to the show i spent a little time in va myself um not living but just hanging out i used to hang out in the tidewater area right? Uh, kind okay. of had a buddy from college so yeah we spent any time we went on vacation boom tidewater there it is and my grandfather yeah. lived in v, uh virginia as well in um lawrenceville okay yeah, so I, so I spent some time in Virginia, most definitely. So, Stacey, let's go ahead and get into this. Yes, you do have vitiligo. And for our listeners, yeah. um, sometimes I'll talk to people with vitiligo. Sometimes I'll talk to people without vitiligo because I really want to expand the general public's knowledge of what the condition is and what it isn't and to understand it, we're people first. So that's Absolutely. why you see my show, I have different people on. So well, let's do this Stacey. How long have you had vitiligo?
1: Well, um I to be honest, I don't know exactly how long, but I know um it started in the um early to mid 90s and um I was pretty much about 18 to 20 years old and um out of school and I noticed uh, that I was having a few spots appear on my body, especially around my hands and face. Mm-hmm. And um and I never really paid it no mind because at, I guess at that early stage, it would come and go. And uh, so, and plus I was always, you know, outside being active. So it would be a day I wouldn't come in without a scratch or a scar or something, right. you know? So I always figured that that was the remnants of that, you know? And um, so as time went on and I noticed that it started, it was starting to spread. That's when I went to seek a dermatologist. And um,
0: that's when I was diagnosed with vitiligo. Okay, it, you know when my vitiligo developed, it was in the mid '90s. Also, so I don't know what it's about okay. the 1990s that was going on, but um, <laughs> I'm it, you. It, yeah, it started on my hand. Um, I, I to, even to this day I don't have much in my face. I just had it in the corner of my mouth, and that's been stable, okay. but. You Know my hands is spreading more, my feet, legs. Um, right. and it that's vitiligo for you, you know, as you said, it comes and goes mm-hmm. in the beginning. You don't really think about it until it starts to spread more. Uh, that's right. What, what was your experience like going to that dermatologist? Uh, like I said, you know, in the beginning, you know, by me
1: being so accident prone, I was just thinking it was, you know, something I did, you know, just being. Um, just being, you know, being a guy, really, you know, and, um, uh, so when I was diagnosed, you know, that was kind of an eye awakening experience for me, right. you know, I was like, okay. And then, you know, the dermatologist, he really didn't have a whole lot of information. I mean, he knew what it was, right? he knew, like, uh, like everybody knew, you know, the Michael Jackson. Thing right, that's all. it. And, um uh, he said, that, uh, but what he told me, which I don't know if it's true today, was that um, I need to take care of my um, the good skin, and he wanted me to um, you know stay out the sun because back then it was like you know the sun you know it's bad for you. They're like oh, now right. I think it's good for you. So I'm really not sure what to think after <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Um, so, but yeah, and um, so once I got the diagnosis, um, I was you know put in a place. I mean, I really didn't pay it a whole lot because like i said you know it was just a little spot here and there but then then once the time went on and it started spreading more that's when i started uh losing less confidence right in myself and in my appearance and so forth and so on
0: right and, and we'll get to that in a minute I, I wanted to add though um i think in the 90s it was a weird time because we could relate it to michael jackson but those of us that went to dermatologists, there wasn't I feel like it wasn't a lot of information like it is now. Um, I was right. told it's vitiligo. He has a pamphlet. But that was it. You know, it was nothing more. Uh, you know, there was no type of um, empathy, anything. It was just kind of like, here you go. Get some cream. <laughs> Good luck. You know, that's right. And. But he did tell me that um, it wasn't a cure for it, you know. Right. Oh, yeah. They tell you that there's no cure, but, you know, try that try That's this, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've heard about the sun also. I was also told stay out of the sun. But then you you starting to hear now, you know, with some of the cream, you know, the sun helps right. it because you need the vitamin D. And, you know, so we right. don't quite know what to think because we know there's some people in our community. They can't be in the sun because they get sunburned really quickly That's because right. they don't have that pigmentation. Um, right. But myself, I'm not really affected by that. I, I can be in the sun. I still wear my sunscreen, but I, I don't get sunburned easily. And um, so it's so different for every person. And it is. I don't know. I think in the '90s it was just a guessing game, you know. It was, and I think we're still doing it now. We're still yeah. trying to figure this thing out. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and I find it interesting um when when i think about vitiligo like all these years here we are in 2023 and we still don't know a lot we know more but we still don't know a lot we still try to figure out the the main cause we assume is autoimmune we assume it's trauma induced we assume this we think it's that but we still don't know like why yeah. does it move yeah. you know why yeah. does it yeah
1: that's right and uh why do you know it makes. Why does it affect others more than others? It's pretty much, that, you know. And um, right. Yeah, I get it. And um, I see how other people are affected, and I try not to complain as much because you know I'm not as affected as most people. And uh, right. but it still, it you know, it affects
0: you. Absolutely, and, and you know, I'm glad you said that because that's one of the things too. Um, we don't understand why it affects more some people more than others. Um, where I'm considered ten percent. You know, I have spots all over my body, but none of my face, very little on my face, but it comes and goes. Where I have been pigmented, uh, depigmented on the left side. Now it's moved to the right side. I've got repigment on the left side without without any um, treatment. So we that's what I said. We don't know enough why it attacks some people more than others. Um, Some of us do have other health conditions that could affect it but you know like one of the questions i often had was well i have have severe allergies and asthma you know how does that impact my body and how does that impact the vitiligo spread but there's no answer you know right so Mm -hmm. i i I don't know it it, i'm glad you brought that up because it is making me think i said you know it's got to be a reason why some people become universal they lose all of their pigmentation you know um or some people it's just in one spot it's segmented it's here you know other people it's here Mm -hmm. you know it's it's fascinating to it to a certain extent uh if you're into science and and medicine but for a lot of us it's scary uh because you just don't know um you just mentioned um about how it affected you, you know, with your self esteem and whatnot. Can't? Can, are you okay with talking about that a little bit? Like how did vitiligo impacts you fine. in that way?
1: i Okay. Um Okay. To be honest, like I said in the beginning, you know, I really didn't pay much attention to it, and um, you know, but as time went on, and the more it started to spread. It's mostly on my arms, and uh, the larger parts is on my arms and my legs right. and uh, my feet. And uh, I have a, I have a few spots on my face, and so forth. And um, as time went on, you know, I have a picture that I keep with me on my phone to let me um, remember what I once looked like. Right. And um, I, I often turn to that picture, you know, because I don't look like that guy anymore. And also, right. age I have a lot to do with that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. It it affects me because. I mean, we've talked about this as um, far as me being able, to, I mean, it me because I'm not able to express myself how I want to. And when I say express myself, it, it's more of um, not being able to go outside right. and be free because I'm always wearing long sleeves and pants. And right. um, that has affected me. I've cried, I've prayed, I've I've done a lot of things, you know. Right. I woke up one morning. I went to bed one morning, praying that I wake up and get a lot go free. <laughs> right, know? right. But of course, you you know, yeah, and of course, you know, that hasn't happened. But uh, you know, it it really does affect me. You know, it's, it's a struggle. And in uh, my family, you know they they okay with it. You know, and um they you know been dealt with it over the years and. Uh, my main issue the same fear was that my daughter was getting it, you know. Right, and, uh, right. I didn't want her to have to experience it, you know. And um, and I often talk to her about it, and um, you know, because she's in high school, man. You know how high school too. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, so I often talk to her about it, you know. I tell her, you know, if anybody has any questions, I'll come to you about, you know, what's wrong with my skin. You know, this is what you can say or, you know. Right. Direct your direct those questions, you know, somehow some other way, you know, and uh but yeah, you know, it really has affected me you know, and uh it's something that I can't I'm afraid, Mark. Yeah. And I, right. this is something I really haven't said, you know, openly. So you brought this out of me. <laughs> and uh <laughs> I'm afraid. Yeah. And I'm being honest, uh this is this is real right here. I'm being honest. Uh, I'm afraid because I feel trapped. Yeah. you know i can't go out and do the things i want to do right now and be free like i see it. so many others with that a go off you know and uh, i'm envious of them because they're able to embrace the skin day right know, which I could.
0: Hey, you yeah. know you know stacy it I'm, I'm glad you you're seeing these things because a lot of times we on on social media we put on this this hat that i'm okay and nothing's ever wrong with me. You know, I'm living my best life. Yeah. But one of the things I've often said, I never went to bed praying to get vitiligo. But like you said, you pray, you cry, because none of us, I I, I honestly don't think any of us really want this condition, you know, or what? disease, however you want to classify it. But I think... Yeah, we didn't ask for it. Right. But I think some of it has gotten to the point where We accept it as a part of our lives and some people have used it to enhance their lives. But the real thing is that not everybody's there. We have our struggles. I'm not going to front. I have my struggles. I'll put on shorts and I'm about to head out the door. I said, nope, put on my jeans. I know it's hot today, but I'm not comfortable. You know, I, I want to be able to walk out in public and feel normal like everybody else. Well, That's exactly. Correct. Let me correct that. I may feel normal, but I want to look normal. Put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz yeah. I want I want my skin to be glistening like I see other people and I I don't want to have the spots, you know, but I have them. I can't get rid of them um and even if I try treatments once I stop they may come back, you know. And I and, I, and I don't want to treat more. Um I did the cream and what i know now it was useless because i'm putting the cream on my hands and feet but that cream wasn't designed to work on hands and feet it was designed to work on the face so it was pointless for me you know but that's not something i was told then so i'm putting on the cream like motion like yeah it's gonna work a year later i'm like i have more spots so um but it's a real thing and i'm glad you're being honest about your emotions and feelings because As men, we don't often share that, you know, we're tough We, we, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm straight. But no, we need to be honest with ourselves and with the community that it's not always a happy time with vitiligo. You know, we people do struggle with it. Um, People are dealing with anxiety and depression and, you know, all these things. I still get anxiety and I've said it many times. I still get anxiety to be out in public. And when I feel it hit me, I'm like, okay, just relax, breathe, because I know. I, and I, I think it's more of myself. I think people are looking at me, you know, especially when I have on there shorts you go. too. Right there, yeah, right there, yes, I agree. And, and times they are looking at you, and, and let's be real, Stacey, it, it takes that one person to give you that look, and it's That's like, right. you know what? I just want to go home. I don't want to be here. That's right. Um, that's right. Social settings as social as I am, social settings are hard um because like let's say my homecoming, going back to Shaw University, it's great, I'm excited, but when homecoming rolls around, I'm like, mm, I don't wanna go because I don't look like I did back when I was in college. You know, one is age, we've aged, and we look a little different, but it's the skin because now. People are gonna say, "What happened to his skin? What happened to Braxton? Why his skin look like that?" You know, instead of coming to me, I can hear those conversations. I can see the looks, and and it makes you feel honestly like an outcast. Um, That's right. Now, and hey, Mark, let me ask you. I'm yes, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. Off, no, no, Mark, no. Let no let you're good. You're good. Now
1: before you had better, like, well, I'm and I'm speaking for my personal experience mm-hmm. now before I had better, like, oh, you know, I ain't going to tell you a no lot, you know, I was confident. I was, you know, I was the go-getter. I was, you know, I was a lot yeah. of, you know, positive. And, and you know, and I was the, that guy that if I saw somebody that looked different, I would stare. Yep. And yep. now that I've become yep. the object of saying, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it made me um. Realize, it made me become more humble. You know, right. It us, has. You know. Yeah. And, uh, and and to be like you know, and I realized the type of guy that I was compared to what I am now. You know, I I, I truly respect and um the people that are going through what what other issues they're going through. You right. Know?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, for me, when I was in college, um, I I was I was shy, but yet confident. Like. I was a introvert yet extrovert, you know, ambivert. So I can do all the frat stuff. I will be in the step show. I will do all the party stuff and go to the parties. But once I was done, I was done. And I didn't have vitiligo then. <laughs> but once vitiligo developed, I didn't want to do any of those things. And no one knew how hard it was to do it. Because, you know, you get your, your, your frat brothers. Yo, man, we got, let's do the step show. Let's do this. And I'm like, mm, all right. But yet... I didn't want to have to explain why I have white spots on my skin now. You know, I didn't want to be the one that stood out because of the white spots on my skin. You know, I, I, as we talk about blending in, I wanted to just feel like everybody else. And there were times I felt, and just my personal feeling, not to say it was really happening. I felt like I was being left out of certain things after my vitiligo started developing. Cause I wouldn't get asked to go to certain parties or certain events or so hang out at cookouts. And now starting to think, man, come on now. Like, is it my skin? What is it? Cause I'm still me. Yeah. But and when I found out later, they thought I was being shady because I stopped coming around. I said, No, I'm changing. When you look in the mirror and you see yourself changing, it's scary. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't, you know, To even to this day, I don't know how much vitiligo, um, how much of my pigmentation I'm going to lose. I don't know. Um, it can change tomorrow. And, um, and that's where, like you said, being afraid and then to face the public. As much as we go, don't worry about what other people say or think and blah, blah, blah. And I tell the same thing to kids at school. Don't focus on somebody else. Don't worry about somebody else. Focus on you. You're in control. Then I'm sitting there going, man, I'm struggling myself and I'm telling this kid, you know, I'm giving him some good um, advice, but I got to take it for myself. And I have good days and I have some rough days, you know? Um, Um, Yeah, it's not. It's really not. Um, And I'm going to tell you, Stacey, and we're going to talk about a few other things. One of the things I've challenged myself to do Is go out in public by myself instead of always needing other people and it's hard i'm not gonna front i can do it i go to restaurants like i went to one earlier today and there was a family in front of me and i i could tell i know what they're looking at i could see it i just gave a little Mm -hmm. smile but i'm trying to push myself to be in the public more to do more things in public to try to normalize vitiligo, like yeah, I have skin that looks different than yours, but I'm still a person. I still want to eat food, you know. I still want to go to Walmart, Target, or to the mall or whatever. Which I can't stand the mall, but um, you know, I try to, I try to put myself in social settings where seeing somebody with vitiligo is okay. It's not easy. I understand. It is not easy though, um, and. Is. And and that's what I want our community to understand. You can be as confident as you are, but just remember somebody else is in a different place in their journey. And we can't force anybody to step outside of that, that zone they're in. It's a process. You know, now let me talk real quick. Um, I I like what you said about your daughter. You know, you are trying to give her some tools. So somebody approaches her about your vitiligo. And also with the possibility um, that she could possibly develop vitiligo, that she can talk to people and handle the conversation, I don't think we do enough of that. Um,
1: just it's my personal important
0: that I.
1: Right, it's important that um, our kids know because you right. know, and it, as you know, um, there are kids out there that have it, and uh, right, or right. they have something else, you know. And um, Absolutely. so it's important that you know, as adults, you know, we teach our kids how to you know, be able to approach and how to handle situations like that.
0: Absolutely. Hey, and I'm glad you said it as adults. I don't think the parents are teaching their kids um, about differences because they don't always understand. You know, if I don't know what vitiligo right. is, if I don't know the history of it, I, if I don't know that it's not contagious and all this stuff, how can I teach my kid that? Right. So it is important right. for us as a community of people that live with vitiligo to share that to our youth. And I say our kids, yeah. um, because the kids are different today. They are more accepting and loving and understanding and, than we were. You know, you and I grew, in a, grew up in that generation. You look different, talk different, walk different. We're going to crack jokes. We're going to make That's fun good. of it. I mean, and I'm I've guilty that, of so Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. We, who wasn't cracking jokes on Michael Jackson? I mean, look at him. He looked like Skeletal. He's trying good, to be bro. white and this and that. Mm -hmm. And then here it is. Yeah, I got vitiligo, too. Uh, Now I know, you know, and that's what humbles us, too, as you mentioned. Um, But it is important for us to teach our youth um, what vitiligo is and isn't, and as well as respecting people with other conditions. Um, And I say that because with vitiligo as as people, not just with vitiligo, as people on this planet, we come with other health conditions along with vitiligo.
1: Yes. Um, you know, Mark, I didn't tell you this, but um, I also have congestive heart failure. Right, uh, right. You know, I, I I was diagnosed with that about six years ago. Oh, wow. Wow. And, um, yeah, and um, uh, that kind of put me on a downhill spiral. Right. And um, I had to seek therapy, and you know, because I went from a guy that was being able to do everything, do a lot, to right. a guy that no longer can do those things. Absolutely. And, um, absolutely. So yeah, you know, I went I went through a phase where, you know, I just didn't want to talk or be around anyone. And um right. and it affected me, affected my family, and affected the people that are around me. And um, you know, so when you said, you know, people other people have, you know, other
0: issues other than Vitiligo. Yeah, I, I hear you. Absolutely. And, and and really that that's the reality of it. Yes, Vitiligo does impact us on On our with our skin and internally, whether it's mentally, you know, socially, emotionally, spiritually, at times, but then we have other things that affect us that that can impact us in a serious, more deadly way, and and that's what we have to. That's right. We have to think, you know, which one is more important. Because I I often say, if I can't breathe, if I'm having an asthma attack, the last thing I'm thinking about is what my skin looks like. I'm thinking I need my inhaler. Or if it's that serious, I need to go to the ER, you know? Um, but yeah, and that's, and I just think that's why we need to have more communication with each other and better understanding that um, we're people first, we're human beings and we come with a lot of different things, whether it's family situations, health issues, you know, sometimes we have might have some mental health issues besides just physical health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, we come with stuff. And we got to be, I I say, we have to be gentle with each other in our community. Um, I I recall being told that I got to love the skin I'm in. Yeah, I I love me, who I am as a person, but I don't have to like everything that I'm dealt with. Like, I don't love having asthma. I don't love having allergies. My allergies are year round. I, I don't like it. I don't like having vitiligo just to be honest you know um it, it is just one of those things and I'm just being honest with myself but I love who I am you know there are other things Ooh. about me that are more important absolutely so let's let's talk a little bit um about support now you got your support from your family uh how's the support work or and and just even with the community the people you know in your community. Um, cause that helps us sometimes navigate through this, this journey with our skin. Well, I, I, I no longer work. Um, my okay. daughter
1: put me out. Okay. So, and, um, before support goes, um, you know, I, like I said, I have a great support room, my wife, my daughter, right. and, you know, even my sisters, um, you know, my family, you know, they know that they know that I have it, you know, and, uh, but they don't pay no mind, you know, because they know me. Absolutely. And, um, but, um, you know, and, but even then, you know, I still can't be myself around them, if you understand that. And, you know, I'm still, you know, kind of, you know, off to the side, yeah, you know, yeah. because while well, everybody else is, you know, like at family functions, cookouts, you know, whatever, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm there, but I'm not there, if you understand. Right, and, right. Um, You know, but I you know, I put on a smile. I put on a front in front of people, you know, and um, make like, you know, everything's okay. But inside, it's a whole different
0: story. I'm glad you said that. Um, I, I've gone to functions where there's other people and I've been, you know, introduced to go, go to these things. I'm like, yeah, I'll go. You know, I'm all excited, but I'm really not. Because I'm like, man, that means that when I go to reach for the food, people are going to see my hands and my arm. From where she sleeves um, mm-hmm. and sometimes I watch the other person's reaction because you know you touch their handle, they're looking at you like, yo, what's wrong with your hands, you know why you touch you know it just it's, it's still yeah. small <laughs> things that become big things that right. within our community, maybe we're not thinking about that because we all have vitiligo, but when you deal with the right. general public and you're the only one with the skin condition. It, it it's hard i mean um it,
1: now you're the only one in your family that has it mark
0: nope um i found out in 2020 that my mom has vitiligo. she never talked about it um she has it on her legs mm-hmm. only and um she's she was diagnosed when she was in high school she said and from there she stopped wearing shorts always long pants mm-hmm. i've never seen my mom wear shorts yeah. never never seen her legs mm-hmm. um and she said she wore, you know, she stopped wearing shorts because she felt very insecure about it. Imagine in at, when she's a teenager how much information was not there, you know. Right. Maybe the, the name's been around for a while, but there was a lack of information because there was not a lot of research on it. So, yeah, yeah she shared with me, um, I think it was World, a matter of fact, it was World Vitiligo Day, uh, middle of the pandemic. We were doing this virtual thing. She said, you know, I want to share something with you. She said, you know, I'm proud of what you're doing with the advocacy work with vitiligo. Uh, I want to show you something. She showed me a leg. I was like, oh, wow. You have vitiligo, too. You You never knew it. Never knew it. Never knew it. Now, my dad said on his side of the family, we have a cousin with vitiligo. So, they remember, but, you know, they, they were just like, yeah, he lost a lot of his pigmentation. But he was still... He was still their cousin, so it was no big deal for them. Um, and I, my son came to my school last year, and my son's twenty. And the question, one one of the kids asked him this question, and I was actually proud of him because I've been talking to him about vitiligo as well. And the kid asked him, you know, do you think you'll get vitiligo like your dad? He said, Well, yeah, there's a chance I can develop vitiligo. He said, but that's not going to change who I am. And I was like, you know what, Caleb, you've been listening to me, you know, because I, I was trying to explain to him, you know, I'm still me. The things I like to do, I like to draw, I like to paint, I like to write, that that makes me who I am. I like working with kids. It's just socially, vitiligo has changed how I interact with people. Um, relationship-wise, it has created some challenges um, in the past, you know. Um, you know, I was married, and you know, just things were a little different for me at least when my vitiligo started developing. And one of the, I I, I want to say, I think with noble intentions, she made me stand in front of a mirror and was just like, you know, look at yourself. You know, you have to work on your self esteem. And but what she, what she didn't realize was what I was looking at. I didn't like. You know, I'm seeing the spots you know, you st- I say like a cheetah, your body's looking like a cheetah. That's, that's not what I'm used to seeing. You know, that's not my body, you know? Um, And I think you can kind of relate to that too. When you start to look at yourself changing, it changes your mindset of who you are at that time. You know um now what, what has been, your greatest challenge with your vitiligo,
1: vitiligo overall? Being um, being able to wear t-shirts and shorts has been my biggest challenge. Um, right, I can't tell you the last time I wore t-shirts and shorts. Uh, it was probably in the mid nineties when wow. all this started. But um, and I, you know, it's funny you said that because um, I looked in the closet the other day and all of these were long sleeve. You know, and now uh, because we were going out to the movies and uh, right. And all I could see was, you know, long sleeves, and, and it bothers me, you know. Every time I look in the closet, especially around this time of year, you know, and uh, when the weather's, you know, about to get warm up, you know, I always start to, you know, just get into this depression-type mode. Right. And um, I don't want to be outside. I, I, I just don't – I I only want to go out at night when I know it's cool and it looks normal to wear long sleeve. Absolutely. So, you know, and, It just, it bothers me so much, Mark. You know, I hate this time of year. And normally, it was the opposite. You know, I would love when this time of year come around. And I try not to, you know, make it affect how I I, I live with my family because, you know, we like to go out and do different things. And I don't want to, you know, take away from that. But, you know, I try to, like I said, I try to keep on, you know, a smile on my face and try to take one for the team. But like I said, on the inside,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, you know. Once again, I'm glad glad you said that because um, I love the winter. And people are like, why do you like the winter? Right. I could wear my my gloves if I need to. But here in North right. Carolina, this past winter was so warm; it really didn't matter. We had like two cold days, and that was it. But I love to wear my sweaters right. and long sleeves and my jackets because yeah. I can cover up. But That's right. as you know, in the South, when it's hot, it's hot. And man, yeah. and I work with kids. So for the longest, I only wore either khaki pants, maybe some jogging pants, jeans. And the kids in camp are like, Mr. B, when are you going to wear some shorts? And I was like, I ain't wearing those shorts, man. I wouldn't get in the pool with them. They didn't understand why. Um, What I did in 2019, I said, you know, I have to do something different because I'm not I'm not living my life the way I want to because I, you know, vitiligo was really holding me back. Well, I was allowing it to hold me back and I did. I I said, you know what? I'm going to put on my shorts and get in that pool, man. Those kids are so excited. It was still hard. I am not going to front. I got in the pool. I could see people looking at my skin. Um, I could tell they were not as comfortable and I'm not comfortable, but I'm still in that water. Um, I went to the beach for the first time in a long time and I actually got in the water, took my shirt off and I'm like, uh, okay, this is hard, but I couldn't show the other people that, you know, I couldn't, I, I was at a point where I said, I got to face this thing, got to do it. But I think that was the last time I've truly been to the beach, but, um, yeah, there, there was some, 2019 was transformational for me. Cause I, I said, I, there are things I have to do for me and, um, uh, wearing shorts is one of them. Like I said, it's still hard. There are days where like so, a, mean, so
1: uh, have you so you embraced it almost, right? I,
0: I've embraced it, but I I, I slip back. Like today's a hot day. I I got my shorts. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna p- put some shorts on today. Nope, I got them my jeans. I, so I'm I'm trying, <laughs> you know. Um, and that's just to be honest, you know, I, I see people, they'll go on Facebook, they have their they flexing and you know, showing all the skin they want. I'm like I can't I can't do that, you know. I and I and, don't care how my body looks but whether it's in shape or not, I I still I'm not going to flex like that cuz I'm not at that comfortable level. Right. I understand. Yeah. Um now I I did wear shorts to school recently. We had beach day and I said, "Okay, I'm going to wear my shorts. Um I'm going to wear them." You know, it was hard, man. I went the whole day. I had a, I had a good day, had fun with the kids, I took pictures, but internally nobody knows what you're going through. You know, and I'm I'm like, okay, the day is almost over. I just want to go home now. Because although it was a good day, although I did feel comfortable, but also I had the flip side of my spots. Kids are looking at my spots. And and I can tell that because some of the kids are honest, you know, oh, what happened to your legs? Well, the same thing happened to my hands. <laughs> A bit of LIGO, you know, and, that's and that's yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, I'm just saying for our listeners and as well for you, you know, we do have those struggles. I don't care how confident we are, especially on social media. When it comes to our personal lives, sometimes we do struggle. There's some people, they're good. they They are good. They're going to do their thing regardless, but there are a lot of us out there yeah. that still have those struggles. We don't always talk yeah. about it, but we still have them. Right. And that's just reality. Yeah. And yeah. and the yeah. one yeah. thing we can't do, we can't force somebody to accept their skin if they're not ready. I, I don't like that. Um, I don't like being forced into something I don't want to be into or to do something I'm not ready I to agree. do. Yeah.
1: I agree. I um, agree. And um, have you ever, you know, just felt like, you know, do you, I mean, well, not have you ever, but, um, are there people, are there a lot of people around you and I mean around where you are that have been a that you know of, or you communicate with, or on a regular well, basis?
0: I, I talked to Katrina mostly. um, uh, but we don't see each other unless we make an effort to see each other. Like she came to my school recently okay. to do a bit of presentation for the students. Um, on average, I can go. I probably can go a whole year without seeing anybody with vitiligo, unless we have a program. We're there, but I don't. I don't see anybody. Um, and it's kind of crazy because I'm like, all these people from Raleigh, we never run into each other. Uh, there's a new lady uh, <laughs> that just joined our community, she moved to Raleigh, and I'm like, how do we not see each other in our daily lives? But then again sometimes we think our cities are small and they're large than what we what we what we think they are you know like i might be on the south side you're on the north side you know it, it all depends exactly. um mm-hmm. now at my school i've learned a lot from the students like we have one student she's in fifth grade she has vitiligo she's the one i started doing presentations for um because okay. she was having some struggles back when she was in second grade i said okay I will share my journey to support her without putting her in the spot. So that way students can understand what vitiligo is for her and why she acts, you know, certain ways. Well, yeah. talking to the students now, but like we had a skating party in back in March, a parent came up to me um, and she's Muslim. She had on her hijab and she said, Mr. B, I just want to share with you, I have vitiligo also. She said it moves from one side of her face to the other. And um, so we talk, then other kids are starting to share. I have an uncle with vitiligo. I have a cousin with vitiligo. I have a friend with vitiligo. And these are black, Latino, and white students, you know, like everybody's sharing. And I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. man, you know, this is what, what it's all about, getting our youth to open up the dialogue 'Cause they they're so far so much further ahead than we were. Cause, you know.
1: You got that right.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. If I saw somebody back in the days of Vitiligo, I might have said something, um, cracked a crack the joke. However, the only person I knew uh, in high school at Vitiligo was Terrell. And um okay. but I didn't know what it was. But I knew he had a skin condition. I didn't know what it was, didn't know much about it. Um, then I met another guy my freshman year in college that had vitiligo and I couldn't understand why he didn't want to come around. This dude was like, he 200 something pounds, football player, solid muscles, but he was the most insecure person that I ever met. And I didn't know, I didn't know why. And I didn't understand why. Um, but he explained, he had vitiligo, but once again, I'm going, I don't know what that is, you know? but he wore makeup. He was one of the few men that I knew that wore makeup to cover their faces. I think Terrell did as well. Um, but, um, and then there was a, a man at my church. I learned he had vitiligo, but I never knew it. Um, mm. he, he even put makeup on his hands. So that's why I didn't know. Um, okay. so he had it on his face and hands, but my mother told me later, she said, you know, Alex, he had vitiligo. Also I said, I never knew cause he covered, mm. um, Mm-hmm. I was offered makeup to cover my hands. I'm like, I'm not putting that on. No, I, I work with kids and I'm out there playing and throwing a football. I'm not going to, you know, can you imagine having the makeup out there playing with kids in the dirt? Then your hands get all dirty and stuff? No. Mm-hmm. Then it's hot. and, it, Yeah, I, I just said no. Um, so let me ask you this. I know we talked a little bit about everything, which is cool. This is a great conversation. I appreciate <laughs> you being open. Um, what cool, are your girl. thoughts about the current treatment. Have you seen the commercials for Opsador? I have.
1: And, um, I have mixed emotions about it. And, um, for me, I, I don't think it's for me, but right. you know, I can't, I can't speak for everyone. Um, unless it's a guaranteed cure that right. it's gonna knock out my vitiligo completely, you know, and I don't have to worry about it no more. Then I may, you know, look into something like that, but, Far as I know it, I mean, far as I, to me, I take it as a temporary solution to a permanent right. problem. That's what Absolutely. I look at, it at. and um, I don't see it being. Um, I, and plus, it's, to me, it seems like it's something that you would have to be on on a regular basis.
0: Right.
1: And uh, and if you stop using it, your spots might come back. And, right. Right. I just don't think that's for me.
0: And, and I, I agree that that is how I think now. Um, I've had some conversations with some other people in the community. Um, Someone thought Opsalora was a cure. And I explained to them, it is not a cure. Opsalora is another treatment. It works better for most people. I said, once again, it's Mm -hmm. something that's designed to work for the face, some parts of the body. It does not work for Mm -hmm. the hands and feet like that, you know, Right. Um, it is expensive for some people. If your insurance company chooses not to cover it, you know you're gonna have to put out some money. Um, mm-hmm. and it's is, it is a treatment. You know, I often say a treatment is something you have to use for the rest of your life, and you have to stick with it. That's right. So, that's right. I may not want it. I know somebody else out there in the community wants it, and if they can afford it, and the insurance company supports it, I support them. You know, because uh, yeah, I mean
1: them, You know,
0: absolutely. But I'm not going to do it. Somebody was like, well, won't you test it on the corners of your mouth? And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I don't want to test it. I'm good. Um, Although I've had uh, conversations with Insight on the podcast to talk about Opsalora. um, But I support their product. But I myself would not take it. But I support somebody else who would like to. Um, Now, the one problem I do have is the commercial you know it's maybe this is the first time people are hearing about it on the air um my issue with the commercial is it, it's great that we have one we, it's great that um that it's being supported by the hollywood community and and we got morgan freeman right. you know as the spokesperson yeah. but with this video the gentleman he's at work he seen one lady pass by she didn't really speak to him she's just kind of smiling on all she walks past he looks like he's maybe a carpenter or something because he has wood and you know he's building he puts it in his truck get in the car in his truck it looks like it's one of those those utility vans that you can also live in uh it's really nice if you look at it pay attention to it but he's driving off by Mm -hmm. himself and i'm like okay so he works by himself. Now he's driving off At he's have him call a friend or somebody. Somebody call him on the phone. Hey, what's going on? Is it is a social event? Let's go out to dinner or something. But they show him driving down a lonely road. There's no cars out there. I'm like, OK, everything is lonely about this, this video. So then right. later you see him putting on the cream. He's looking in the mirror. He's looking at a map. He's going somewhere. He goes out to the woods. Mm-hmm. He sees the couple. I guess they telling him where to go. Then he goes out in the woods by himself. Right? And not Thank not you. to say it's a problem to bird watch because mm-hmm. I like to go to the park and I'll go to the lake and walk around. I get it, but I want, I hope they'll change the video in the future to show him in a social setting around other people. That would yeah. I think that will help our community a little bit better than. Here it is. I'm already isolating myself because I have this condition. Some people don't want to go outside mm-hmm. because of it. You know, they don't want to be in social settings. So everything about that commercial is isolated. By himself on the road, by himself. Nobody calls. Driving down the street by himself. No other cars on the road. Out in the woods, bird watching by himself. I'm like, man, come on. Why can't he hang out with the two people in the um in the woods? You know, if they bird watching, maybe they can bird watch together. But I'm thinking that would have been nice. Yeah show him in a social setting. You know, not not he don't have to be at the club or a party, but maybe he he goes to meet up with some friends to have dinner. And they're like hey mm-hmm. he goes in and they're enjoying themselves or they go to I don't know, do cornhole or something. You know, if people don't know what cornhole is, that's when you you pitch the little bean bags and all. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody yeah. might not know like what is <laughs> cornhole, but um yeah, something yeah. that shows that he's interacting with other people cuz it it shows that he's isolated. And the one thing we know more about than I think than any other community is isolation when it comes to vitiligo, because we will isolate yeah, ourselves, right. you know? Um yeah. And I think if they did something differently to make it more exciting, then maybe some people will say, I, Hey, I, I, I do want to try this because maybe now I can go to this gala over here or this function over here. I don't have to feel some type of way. Because they showed the gentleman in the commercial having a good time but his friends, they're not thinking about his skin.
1: Because right. but you got to realize too, you know that was like the first commercial, so it's kind of like a learning curve for them. R- well. Right. So right, I'm pretty sure they will. Um, they may come out with some more that you know would be like you said, you know, put more in the social status and um, absolutely. You know, and- they they may be better with that.
0: And and I'm gonna have a conversation with um, Erica from Insight. You know, I have that connection with her, and uh, just to just to kind of put it out mm-hmm. there, could we get another commercial that shows a more social setting? Because we we know we're good by ourselves. We're good. We can do anything by ourselves. But when you put us with other people, that's when the challenges come in. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Even uh, let me let me fast forward before we start wrapping things up. Even World Vitaligo Day world let, let's talk about that because i know you haven't had that experience um my first experience at world Vitaligo day was last year and it was okay. i was nervous at first because i've never been around so many people with vitiligo but it was different because there was no judgment you know we all were there With the same condition, although varying degrees from universal to segmental to 10 percent to 80 percent, you know, so many different levels of vitiligo. But it was like Mm -hmm. a family reunion. I don't know this person, but we're going to talk and get along. Oh, hey, you know, it, it was it was a different feeling. Did you feel comfortable, Mark? I did. I did. Um, I I felt that's, so that's comfortable, it. man. I changed outfits one day three times. I didn't even throw on my shorts and went <laughs> to the mall. <laughs> I did. I mm-hmm. went to the mall because I I guess when I realized when I went to the mall with my shorts, there were other people in that mall with vitiligo. So if they yeah, see one, one. there, I was not by myself. They're gonna see forty mm-hmm. to fifty more people in that mall with vitiligo. So mm-hmm. it was a comfort thing. Um, yeah. but. It was great. The doctors treated us very well. They treated us just like people. They talked to us. You know, uh, a few of us had the honor of uh, going out to dinner with Dr. Huggins. He was cool. He talked. To, he okay. didn't treat us any different. He was just like, hey, we're going to eat. we to have fun. We socialized. We right. we. And, and I think it was comfortable because it was so many of us together. Yeah. That you knew somebody had your back. You knew that somebody was there to if somebody said something out of the way or made you feel uncomfortable. There are other people with you with the same condition that were going to stand up for you. So um, it, it was great. It was it was a great occasion. Uh, we had a great time with. Um, well, I can imagine. Yeah, with just with the in, interacting with insight and they had like a breakout room the different breakout rooms are awesome for the, the ladies there. Then one for the men. And then we have one for teenagers. We have one for, um, the parents and siblings and spouses. Like it was just an awesome occasion. And just to keep seeing the people. Of yeah, I saw
1: some of the um, videos, uh, I saw some of the videos that, um, someone, you know, had posted and you yes. know, about the, the conference last year. And, uh, it seemed like, you know, everybody had a wonderful time. And um, we that did. was in Minnesota, right?
0: Yes. And
1: we felt safe. That's the and good that, thing. Um, the, yeah. And, you know, and it just seemed like everybody had a wonderful time. I wish, you know, like I, I could have went and um, just, you know, it's good to be around people who understand what's going through. And, Absolutely. You know, just be able to be free and, you know, be comfortable. And, oh, I can I only imagine what that would feel like. Yeah. It, it
0: was it was hard to describe because you felt you felt at home. Honestly, um, like I said, once again, it was no judgment because everybody understands what you're going through or what you've been through, or still, you know, or still going through. Um, and everybody was very supportive, and it was people from around the world. It wasn't just you know people in Minnesota. It wasn't just people from North Carolina. It was all over the world. And it lets you know that this is not just a US thing, you know, it wasn't just a black <laughs> thing. Yeah, it's global and various, you know, ethnicities, various genders, and various cultures. So mm-hmm. and and nobody treated anybody differently. It it was just it was amazing. Um, and I'm going to Atlanta this year. Um, I'm looking forward to the experience. Now, are you going you plan on going?
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, they ask me and I'm sitting there like, I don't think I'm going to make it. It's just hard for me to, you know, to get to, yeah, okay. it's hard for me to, you know, get to places like that. I would love to go. I, yeah. mean, I think it's something that, you know, that would be wonderful to experience, but I just don't think I'm going to be able to make it. Like I said, I wish I could. If anything changes, I may go,
0: but right,
1: right. Because of, because up to now, I just don't think I'm going to be able to make it. But if you
0: do go, I hope you have a wonderful time. Yeah, I, I will be there um, representing North Carolina group and also GVF. I'm I'm a part but of that. They are community. doing
1: virtual, right?
0: They will. Some things will be posted online, so you'll still be able to see some things. Okay. Um, okay. I will be there uh, as part of the GVF communications committee. So I'll be taking video and pictures as well. So I'll make sure I post things online, too, so people can see. Um. So, if you'll follow GVF on um Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, I think on Twitter as well. so they'll be posting those updates as the conference is going on. So you'll be able to see GVF? some yeah okay yeah, the GVF yep so you'll be able to okay. see some of these things happening. And same thing for the listeners out there if you can't make it to the conference, go to GVF, the Global Vitiligo Foundation on um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um we'll be posting pictures and we'll be posting video just different things and I might go live on my Facebook page from time to time just so people can see what's happening even if you can't be there you can still be a part of it and I did that um last year I went live just briefly and someone from another country chimed in so they can wish us all a happy you know uh, Vitiligo, world Vigo day so it's it's global you know um. Sure. Yeah. So, so definitely look out for the pictures, even if you can't make it, you're still a part, you know, and that's, what's important. Yeah. So Stacy, as we're getting to a close, this has been a wonderful conversation. I'm glad you were able to come on. Um,
1: Thanks for Uh-oh. having me, man. I'm yeah. really enjoying this. This is the first time I actually did a podcast, so you know I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation. I'm liking the experience. So, thank you. Look,
0: for look, man. No worries, no stress. Uh, like I, I always tell my guests, I just want to talk to you. That's it. I just want us to have a conversation. Because right, right. I'm learning about like you. And you.
1: We never, we never met in person. So, right, you know, right. Right. Now,
0: we always, you
1: know, talk. You know, uh, doing meetings and stuff, right. but um, you know, this is I like this as well. You know, and I hope you know maybe one day we can hook up and um, you know, Definitely. meet each other, you know, face to face. But
0: you Definitely. know, um,
1: I, I, I'm glad with this. I, I take this. Is, that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, and you know what's funny, Stacy? Um, last year when I went to Minnesota, I had an opportunity right. to meet majority of the guests I've had on my podcast. I've never met in person. Um, okay. I never met. Anybody from Vit Friends in person because I'm on their board, but we did everything virtually because of the pandemic. So it well, was my first time meeting Alicia and Valerie and Barbara and Millicent mm-hmm. and meeting Rory and uh, Patricia and her husband, and you know, and then, um, oh, I love to
1: meet all those people. Man,
0: yeah. it was so awesome, awesome because I interviewed all these people but never met them. Meeting Akina from um, from one of the islands can't remember which one. Sorry, Akina. Um, but just meeting so many different people I've had the opportunity to talk to on the podcast, but never met in person. And it felt like, hey, like old friend, yeah, it, it was so cool. It was so That's cool. Right. Um, and then I had a, a, the honor of interviewing the keynote speaker before uh, the meeting, uh, before the conference. And so actually meeting him in person was awesome because we talked. We met, we did the video um, recording, the podcast went up. And then I, when I met him in person, it was like, we knew each other. So it's it is a different, it's a different experience, man. But yeah, one day we're going to yeah. get a chance to meet. Um, um, I'm actually headed that way next week for the um Coalition of Skin Diseases Hill Day. So I'll be in D.C. for three days. I'll be there Sunday afternoon, Monday, and then I'm leaving Tuesday evening after the Hill Day is over. So I'll be right there in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, even if we can't can't meet, I'll reach out to you, check in with you, see how things are going. And um, I know. Um, oh, man, who was over there, too? I'm drawing a blank, but we have our group down there in Virginia. Then we got our people in Baltimore, TJ, Michelle, I'll be able to see them. Oh, Rochelle's in Virginia. So uh may not be able to see Rochelle, but I'll reach out to her as well. So yeah, it, it, it's just, it's just great to be able to connect with community, you know, and get to know people. Absolutely. You know, I
1: wish that was, you know, I know there's a, um, a few, I think there's a group in Virginia, you know, but they so far from me, you know, I'm not. Able yeah. Yeah. That's Rochelle's them, group. But, um, yeah and um you know and like i i may see maybe one or two people in my area that may have been a lot when i've spoken to them but never really said them talk have a conversation just yeah. say hi and bye and that's pretty much it and um but it's not really a whole lot of people around me and you know, uh that has it so you know to be able to talking zoom meetings and reach out to other people and even doing this podcast you know right. it's, it's a blessing to me to be able to talk to other people
0: that know absolutely absolutely and, and you know and even with approaching people in public public you got to make sure they're in a space where they want to talk because sometimes we sometimes we don't want to talk you know or you don't have <laughs> you may have vitiligo in common but that's it there's nothing else in common so and that's why I go back to saying we're people first, just because we have vitiligo doesn't mean that we're going to connect. Um, we may talk about vitiligo, but beyond that, then what, you know? Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So Stacy, we're about to wrap things up. I want you to leave. I always ask my guests to leave our listeners with some words of encouragement, something positive, whatever comes to your heart. And then I'll wrap us up and end the podcast.
1: Okay. Um, I would tell anybody for those out there listening um, that are going through something or, you know, just dealing with Jell-A-Lago personally, um, you know, have a support group, you know, have that, have that uh, person of people around you that you can talk to that, um, you know, they may not understand what you're going to do, but they're there to listen to, you know, and, uh, because that's important, you know, and I'm glad that I'm able to have someone and um, that I can lash out, you know, to be able to talk to about, you know, whatever situation I'm going through, you know, it's always important to have that support, group. you know, like I said, whether it's a family member or friend or, you know, just a group in general, you know, and um, it's always important to be able to, to, to talk and get it out because you don't want that to build up, you know, because then that can lead to a, a whole list of problems, you know, so like I said, you know, just being able to talk to someone is important and having someone around you that, you know, you feel comfortable talking to, you know, it's
0: a blessing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I greatly appreciate you coming on. Um, I know we it, it, it's taking a little while, but that's all right. I say everything happens oh, yeah. when it's supposed to. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, when you reached out for me to do this podcast, man, I I wasn't sure, man. like I said, you know, I've never done anything like (laughs) it, right? You know, you made you made it comfortable for me. I I I had an amazing experience. Hey, I hope we can do it again.
0: Oh, most Uh, definitely, cause yeah, I I, 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 I thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Look, I like to have different topics, so I may not always talk about vitiligo. You know, might be something else, and I might like, hey, Stacy, you want to come on board for this? And I'm good with that. relationship podcast i I do all types of stuff uh because i feel like we we were living with vitiligo but guess what we're still people and i want to make sure we talk about things that matter to us as people on this planet so i appreciate it man thank you for coming on for our listeners thank you for tuning in to this podcast thank you for tuning in to every podcast but like i always like to leave us with this message make sure you take time to love someone whether it's a family member whether it's a friend somebody in your social group um your loved ones could be a spouse make sure you love your enemies too yes they need love i know sometimes might be a little challenging but they need love too but make sure you turn around and look at yourself in that mirror and tell yourself i love you and for everybody else out there remember vitiligo is not contagious love is y'all have a blessed day you have been listening to Living Life and Love with your host, Mark Braxton for Raleigh, North Carolina. BitFriends Podcast can be listened to on Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Radio, Spotify, and on Facebook. Once again, BitFriends Podcast is sponsored by my Bitaligo team.